are tuning in to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. My name is Bree, and you can find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes for more information, including a link to my website. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Some say that this is the beginner's version of an arm balancing posture, of the postures where you start getting used to balancing and taking inversions and doing some of the more advanced postures, bakasana, known as crow pose in English, or sometimes crane pose. It is typically the first arm balance that yoga students learn, and it is the foundational pose for most arm balances in yoga. So it's a good idea to understand the basics of crow pose first. Though it may seem tricky, crow can be a fun pose when you get the hang of it. I will say this, for some reason, this was not the first posture or balancing posture that I learned. I learned this one a little bit later into my practice. I'm not sure why, but um, definitely not my first one, but it is easier to teach than it is to actually learn, if that makes sense. Hopefully that does. Now, as I mentioned, the Sanskrit name is Bakasana, and it comes from the word Baka, or yeah, I think Baka makes sense, although it is usually referred to as crow, and it is more accurately translated to crane. However, both crane pose and crow pose refer to the same posture. Now, this pose does require a good deal of strength, so it's often performed closer to the beginning of a yoga class. However, after warming up with either several sun salutations or malasana, um, also known as garland pose or yoga squat, um, are all really good preparatory postures before getting into crow pose. Now, bakasana strengthens the upper arms, forearms, and wrist. Additionally, it tones and strengthens the abdominal muscles and the organs of the torso while stretching the upper back and groins. This pose also improves balance and full body coordination. Now, more significantly, crow pose builds confidence and healthy self-awareness. Getting over your fear of possibly falling on your face requires moving slowly with a calm mind. This focused mindset will help you reduce everyday stress and anxiety, leaving you feeling calm and self-assured. Of course, you do not want to practice this pose if you have had a recent or chronic wrist or shoulder injury or if you have carpal tunnel syndrome. Women who are pregnant should also avoid this posture and always work within your own range of limits and abilities. If you have any medical concerns, definitely talk to your physician before practicing yoga. So newer students might feel more comfortable doing this pose with a pile of blankets or a pillow in front of them in case they fall forward. Be sure to set up your quote unquote falling spot before you come into the pose. And we'll talk about some modifications and variations and also props that could be useful here in a moment. So we're going to begin by standing at the top of your mat in mountain pose or tadasana with your arms at your sides. Step your feet about as wide as your mat. Bend your knees and lower your hips coming into squat. Separate your thighs so that they are slightly wider than your torso, but keep your feet as close together as possible. If your heels lift, support them with a folded mat or blanket. 
Drop your torso slightly forward and bring your upper arms to the inside of your knees. Press your elbows along the inside of your knees and bring your palms together in prayer position. Now you are in Malasana or Garland Pose or what I love to call Yoga Squat. Bring your palms to the mat, keeping them about shoulder distance apart. Spread your fingers and press evenly across both palms and through your knuckles. Press your shins against the back of your upper arms. Draw your knees in as close to your upper arms as possible. Lift onto the balls of your feet as you lean forward. Round your back and draw your abdominal muscles in firmly. Keep your tailbone tucked in toward your heels. Look at the floor between your hands or at a point even more forward if possible, maybe like the top of your mat. As you continue to lean forward, lift your feet off the floor and draw your heels toward your sit bones or your tail or your buttocks. If it's difficult to lift both feet at the same time, try lifting one foot and then the other. Balance your torso and legs on the back of your upper arms. Keep pressing evenly across your palms and fingers, then begin to straighten your elbows. Keep your knees and shins hugging in tightly toward your armpits. Keep your forearms drawn firmly toward the midline of your body. Touch your big toes together, draw your belly in, and breathe steadily. Hold the pose for up to one minute. To release, exhale as you slowly lower your feet to the floor, coming back into Malasana or your yoga squat. Now, crow pose can be fun and uplifting, but it's important not to let yourself get frustrated if you fall out of it. If you'd like to deepen or lighten the pose, try these simple changes to find a variation that works best for you. If it is difficult to lift your feet from the floor, try using a block. Come into garland pose on a yoga block or other firm object. This sets your feet a few inches off of the floor, making it slightly easier to attempt the pose. You can also have a block under your forehead area as well. For a greater challenge, more experienced students can jump back from crow pose crow pose <laughs> directly into chaturanga and then continue to flow through a vinyasa. For another challenge, more experienced students can move directly from tripod headstand or sursasana into crow pose and then move from crow back into headstand. I actually love doing that and that was so fun when I learned how to do crow to headstand and headstand back to tripod um, tripod headstand back to crow and vice versa. So that's definitely a fun way of doing it. Now practicing crow pose can be a great challenge to a great way to challenge your mind. It requires less physical strength than you might imagine. You know, by the way, um, Mercury is in retrograde. So it has been such a challenge trying to record these last couple of days. Now the real challenge in crow pose is in your mindset. Keep the following information in mind when practicing this pose. Set a pile of blankets or a pillow in front of you. If you topple forward, you will land on something soft. 
Lift one leg at a time until you have built up strength and confidence to lift both feet together. Spread your fingers wide and distribute your weight evenly across both palms and all fingers. If your wrists hurt, shift more weight onto your fingers. Curl your fingertips slightly and dig into the mat. Tuck in tightly, keeping your heels and buttocks drawn close together. Keep your spine rounded. Look forward as much as you can without compressing your neck. Looking back towards your heels will cause you to topple over. Keep your abdominal muscles drawing in and up. Keep your elbows tucked in toward your body. Do not let them splay open to the sides. And straighten your arms as much as you can. Keep in mind that everyone falls when learning this pose. I must add here that if you want to practice balancing on slightly bent arms, so the full crane or crow is that straight arm, knees and armpit. But if you need to balance on the back of your like tricep area, that's an okay way to just get used to even just balancing on your hands and having all your weight tucked in on top of your wrist and hands in that way. So this is a really great posture to do in a private or with your yoga teacher before or after class, just to have someone kind of um, assisting. It's in my opinion, hard to help students in a full studio setting. Even if I introduce the option to take crow, it's very difficult for me to do any type of one-on-one -on -one corrections or inspirational, motivational type um, guidance because there's several students and people are coming in and out and flying in and out of the posture. So this is definitely a one-on-one -on -one if possible. If you are new to crow pose, it might seem like flight is an impossible dream. That's what everybody said about the Wright brothers too. With practice, patience, and consistency, you will gain the physical and mental strength necessary to lift your body off the ground. Even the most experienced yogis fail when learning this pose. Continue practicing and try not to let yourself get frustrated. Crow pose might be difficult at first, but with dedication, your confidence will grow and you'll fly. I must say that when you do finally just get it, and then you get it twice, and then you get it three times, before you know it, it's just something that you can come into similar to headstand. Once you get it and you understand how your body gets into the posture, you'd be really surprised at how easy it is for you to repeat that step multiple times, okay? So definitely do not be afraid to give it a shot um, and realize that it is Definitely a lot of fun once you understand it. So use some blocks, blankets, maybe even bending your knees and bringing yourself onto your triceps or even allowing your elbows to make a, a shelf, quote unquote. Those are really great ways to get into crow. So I hope you can conquer this fear and learn what's supposed to be the beginner's guide to arm balancing. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. Namaste. I am so honored that you are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. Never miss an episode. Download the free app on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. 
please also rate the show with five stars. I would greatly appreciate that. Visit me on my website at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. I include free yoga sequences every single month. You can leave a comment or message me and we can connect. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful personal practice. Namaste. Namaste.